too ghostly. Is the Biltmore Hotel haunted? We will provide you all the evidence, and you get to decide. As always, we are your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And we're doing this because we expect October to be a really busy month for us, and there's going to be a lot of people that don't know who Pat and Rebecca are. So I am hashtag team skeptic. And I am hashtag team believer. So we debate, and I actually heard a uh, complaint from one of my friends that they said that they could not listen to us debate because it's like fighting. But here's the deal. We are not fighting at all. We both walk away from it happy, and we both we both agree to disagree before it gets out of hand. Absolutely. Before Rebecca starts beating me up. Absolutely, because in the end, you, the listener, get to decide. Yeah, if you're going to beat me up. No, if they believe or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do get to decide that. So I'm just going to do this right now, okay? I I, I just need to do this. Okay. We have a really huge announcement. Oh, <gasps> Pat. And I just, I can't hold it in. Oh, come, are you sure? Yeah. All right. All right, so here's the news. Rebecca and I will be taking over hosting the Walking Dead podcast found on the DVMPE network starting very soon. Yeah, like next week, soon. Yeah. Like this month is going to be crazy. It is. Soon. <laughs> and I, I just want to promise you, Ghostly is is our baby. That's what comes first. You are our priority. We will not let this show suffer for us to do another show. But if you enjoy hearing our voices you enjoy our wit, you enjoy Rebecca beating me up, there'll be plenty of chances for her to do that on the Walking Dead podcast found on the DVMPE network. Yes, we're both huge fans. We've uh, we've watched every episode. Yes. Uh, I mean, even before I knew you, I was watching The Walking Dead, um, and Pat's even read a lot of the comics, so yes. I think it's going to be a good combination for us. Uh, but don't worry, Ghostly's exorcism is still happening. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, yes it, it is. is. So this this is our first episode of the month of October. But it's not an exorcism episode. It is not an exorcism episode. That I know of. No, I no. I mean, you might have come up with some evidence that uh, this has This might an be a place that needs an exorcism. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is our huge announcement we will be posting stuff on the website on our Find Us page for links to that. And we will also, and you can get there by going to ghostlypodcast.com slash find us or just go to ghostlypodcast.com and find the Find Us button up at the top. Click that, scroll to, towards the bottom, and you will see a big the Walking Dead logo. Click yeah. on that. And honestly, really, anywhere you find... Your podcast, pretty much. Yeah. For the most part, you can find the Walking Dead podcast. DVMPE. DVMPE. The Walking Walking Dead Dead podcast. podcast. There's a lot of Walking Dead. But we're going to be the best, right? We are going to be the best. Absolutely. All right. So we didn't get to do this last episode because that was our live episode. But we wanted to start a new thing. Remember, it was the listener's mail. Yes. And Rebecca has a doozy for us. Yes, I have. That I have not heard yet, actually. No, you have not. So I'm going to be completely surprised. Yes. Maybe we'll make you a believer. Maybe. Uh, No, this is a a listener submission. So uh, if you like this, if you think, ooh, I've got a story, send it to us. And uh, maybe we'll read it on the next episode of Ghostly. Okay. So this is from listener Audrey... Okay, this is where we have to start pronouncing names. Um, Bor- Borma. I'm going to say Borma. Shout out to Audrey. Shout out to Audrey. She gave us permission to read her story. Okay, here we go. I have always wanted to believe in more, but honestly, I tend to side with skeptics. Oh, I like Audrey. <laughs> However, the house my husband and I bought in 2015 has really pushed me into being a believer. Oh. I realize these events sound crazy, but they really did happen. My husband is a truck driver, and most times he's not home. 
We know that the house had been a kingdom hall or church at one time, but it was remodeled into a spacious four-bedroom, two-bath house. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I tried to do some research on this, but never found out any info. I was recording a walk walkthrough of the house on the day we got the keys when I had my first incident. I was alone as I opened the door to the middle bathroom and witnessed a large white orb loop through the room and disappear into the bathroom mirror. The skeptic in me said it's a trick of light, but it was still unnerving. My husband and I begin to notice sounds of kids playing and laughing. We only notice it when our kids aren't here, when the home is quiet. These sounds continue to happen today. After recording my daughter dancing down the hallway, I noticed there were literally hundreds of orbs captured on my phone. Unlike dust particles, they moved in different directions and often changed directions or paths. This really messed with me. I started staying up really late every night watching them on my phone. At some point, I decided I wasn't going to pursue this anymore and I deleted the videos. I quit taking videos of the house. I wanted it to stop. One day, I was in the kitchen when I heard a loud sound on the deck. As I headed for the front door, I saw a glimpse of what looked like a blonde boy in a white t-shirt. My daughter jumped up and ran to the front door, out onto the deck. We walked around saying, hello? But there was no one there. Weeks later, I realized the sound I heard was the sound of a toy truck being pushed across the deck boards. But at the time, there were no toys on the deck and no kids outside. We're in the country with no children living around us. Around this time, my husband saw the face of a man in the bathroom mirror. It freaked him out, to say the least. He doesn't talk about it. Sometime later, I was washing my face in the bathroom. My kids were a few feet away in the bedroom across the hall. I leaned my face down towards the sink as I lathered the soap with my eyes closed. All of the sudden, it was like someone whistled right in my face. My son said, What was that? My daughter said, Sounds like someone whistled. I quickly wiped my face, but remained calm because I didn't want to scare my children. But it was the most terrifying thing. It seemed to settle down for a while, but on occasion, strange things still happen. More recently, I was laying in bed reading late at night, I had a flat metal wall hanging sitting on a cedar chest at the foot of the bed. It suddenly moved about a foot on its own. It scared me pretty bad and I had to call my husband. We just found out this year that the original structure on this site was a schoolhouse. That at least explains the sounds of children that can be heard during the day when you're here all alone. It's like they left an imprint on the location. Thanks for reading. Wow. And I have to say, too, that um, right now we're recording during a huge thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like a spooky night. It is a spooky night. The lights flickered a little bit as you were reading that. There was just some lightning. Yeah. It's it's going to be an awesome ghostly. Definitely. Well, Audrey, thank you so much for writing in to us. We have decided, or Rebecca has told me, that I'm not allowed to debate the guests. <laughs> no. so i will not be debating the listener mail no unless you say that you want me to there you go that's true if you if you give me permission to then i will but um (laughs) orbs are not my favorite thing but i I will say that story was kind of spooky with the thunder and lightning over here it really was so we love getting listeners mail and messages You can send us your stories, questions, or possible episode corrections, Mm -hmm. which there might be some, especially if we talk about a certain movie that's forbidden to be talked about on here. Uh, You could send that all to info at ghostlypodcast.com or go on the social media. Yep. Info at ghostlypodcast.com or send us a message through social media. Absolutely. We're Ghostly Podcast on all social media. Mm -hmm. All right. Rebecca, are you ready to tell us the ghost story? We never even said what this episode's about. Well, we did a little bit at the beginning. We said the question. Yes, we did. That. That's right. I would like to also say that we usually have polls from the last episode at this point. Our polls are found on Facebook, but because 
our last episode was a rather special episode. We actually didn't have polls up. Yeah, we had a couple different stories and it was yeah. the live and a lot of debating and it just didn't, there wasn't really a, a good debate question I yeah. could put out there. But uh, we will absolutely have one after the Biltmore. We will, yeah. All right, so are you ready to tell us your spooky ghost story? Absolutely. We got two spooky ghost stories in a row. Well, I, right? I hope mine is spooky. We'll see. Again, this is based on a true story. Ooh, okay. You and your husband are on your honeymoon. Newly married, young, and beautiful. You can't wait to live the life of luxury at the newly reopened Biltmore in Coral Gables, Florida. The stories of all the Hollywood elite that used to hang out here, not to mention the famous mobsters, fill your head as you see the glamorous interior. You've heard that people claim the resort is haunted, but you've never believed those stories. This place is too beautiful. You and your new husband check in and get in the elevator to go to your room on the eighth floor. Your husband presses the button for eight and grabs you in a hug as you ride up. Only the elevator doesn't stop on eight. It keeps going all the way to the 13th floor. The doors open to a spectacular suite that spans the whole floor. Never have you seen such luxury. So you step out of the elevator to explore. But before your husband can join you, the doors slam shut and send him back down to the lobby. By the time your husband returns with the hotel worker, it turns out you need a key card to go to the 13th floor. You are shaking, frightened to the core. You tell your husband that you can't explain what happened, but you cannot stay in this hotel anymore. A male entity grabbed at you and called to you, the room smelled of cigar smoke and sounds of laughter filled the air. You realize that the stories you heard are true. Wow. As always, very good ghost story, Rebecca. Thanks. Uh, I think we should take a short break. Okay. And then we'll come back? Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, I thought you were going to say something else. Like, we'll come back and... <laughs> and here's some history. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There it is. Thank you for pushing my part, too. So <laughs> we'll see you guys in a minute. Hey, Pat, fall is in the air. Ooh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and that means cooler weather, football, football. and of course, shopping. Shopping? Yeah. Back to school shopping, starting college shopping. I got a new job shopping, new season shopping. I just like shopping, shopping. Oh, okay, okay. I get it. Change means time to get some new stuff. And I bet our listeners would like some ghostly gear. Oh, yeah. Great idea. What kind of gear are we talking about? I don't know. How about some ghostly t-shirts and sweatshirts? Yeah. And not just ones with the ghostly logo, because those those are really cool. But uh, how about also hashtag Team Believer to really show our team colors? Um, and hashtag Team Skeptic, of course. Mm. So we've got men's and women's styles and even kid and baby sizes. So cute. It is very cute. And I also added a phone case and a water bottle. Nice. <laughs> Where can our listeners get all this great ghostly gear? Mm, that's pretty easy. If you want to get ghostly gear, just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on merchandise up at the top. Perfect. Go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on merchandise to get your great ghostly gear. All right. I think it's time that we take a look at the history of the Biltmore Hotel. Yes. Now, there are several Biltmores. Yes. So this we, one we selected... is in Coral Gables. Yes. Yeah. That's right outside Miami, by the way, for those interested. Mm -hmm. It was built in January of 1926 by a young developer named George Merrick and John McKenty Bowman of the Biltmore Hotel chain, and it was designed by Schultz and Weaver. 
That sounds like a design firm, right? It does. Schultz yeah, and Weaver. Definitely. Either that or lawyers, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's a beautiful and luxurious hotel, especially back then. It was built to be something like that. Yeah. It was built uh, to be really regal. I mean, they. I think I read something. It was like, it's not a hotel. It's a resort. Yeah. You know. Well, now it is at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think even back then, that's what they wanted it to be. Maybe they didn't call it exactly that, but it was. it was more than just a hotel. Absolutely. Uh, We're going to be posting pictures on our show notes, so make sure you check them out. And what you will notice right away when you see this beautiful hotel is the tower. And it's a famous landmark of the hotel. It was inspired by Geralda. Geralda. Geralda, which is the medieval tower of the Cathedral of Seville. The Cathedral of Seville. Figaro, Figaro. Sorry. <laughs> I have been to Sevilla. Yeah, have you? I have. Did you see this I the actually, tower that they I speak actually of? did. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to go back and kind of really relook at that tower. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, the tower made it the tallest building in Florida until two years later when Dade County Courthouse was built. Dope. Yeah, right? <laughs> they always got to take it away. We always got to do bigger and bigger and bigger. To me, the Sears Tower or the Willis Tower, is always going to be the biggest bi- building in the world, even though it's like 10th now or something. Yeah. Yeah. So the hotel cost in those days $10 million. That is a lot of freaking money. It is. I mean, in today's money, you know, it's it's not. But man, but that the at that time, yeah, yeah that was a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, this was during the land boom of Florida. People were flocking to that area, and a great hotel had to be made. People would travel from Miami to Coral Gable on a train that was marked Miami Biltmore Specials. Visitors included the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, Ginger Rogers, Judy Garland, Bing Crosby, Al Capone. Ooh, one of our favorites. Yes, and assorted... Roosevelt and Vanderbilts as frequent guests. The Vanderbilts were at the Biltmore. Yeah. I just like saying that. Right? <laughs> That's like one of those tongue twisters. Say that 10 times fast. Vanderbilts at the Biltmore. Vanderbilts at the Biltmore. Yeah, you, you lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Franklin D. Roosevelt, FDR, had a temporary White House office set up at the hotel when he vacationed in Miami. That's awesome. Right? He probably smoked a cigar or something. Just months after it opened, the area was hit by the September 18th Miami hurricane. The hotel was mostly undamaged by the hurricane and was used for shelter for more than 2,000 people. But that marked the end of the great big land boom in the Miami area. Well, it's nice to know that it could withstand a hurricane. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. There was some damage, but not not significant enough, and um, nobody was injured during that. That's great. Yeah. So that makes that made me think, where are these ghost stories coming from? Mm. And I did some research of my own for this. What? You looked up ghosts. <laughs> so the ghostly rumors started when a gangster named Thomas Fatty Walsh was shot and killed on the 13th floor during a rather loud party and over a gambling dispute on March 4th, 1929. And I got to say... Why the fat shaming? <laughs> That's just what I'm worried about there. Well, I mean, maybe he liked the name. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But man, oh, 1929. I guess he went out before things got real bad. Oh, before the Depression? I guess. Yeah, it was kind of starting. Yeah. Uh, shortly after the Merrick, uh, which was the part owner of the hotel, declared bankruptcy on April 13th, 1929. Wow, I guess all the mobsters left, huh? Yeah. Yeah, just shortly after Fatty died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not liking that name. Uh, it's fun maybe, to maybe we should call him Tweeny. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Bowman, his partner, bought his shares for $2.1 million and resold the hotel in 1931 to millionaire... Henry Latham Doherty. The hotel survived because of having one of the world's largest pools. 
and they use the pool for a lot of events, including synchronized swimming. I wonder, I bet there's video of that or, you know, film. That would be so cool. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, you know, I I don't know if if you knew this or if our listeners knew this, but synchronized swimming used to be like the biggest sport in the United States. Well, I guess I didn't, I never heard that it was the biggest, but it used to be in movies. It was, yeah. Like all of a sudden in the middle of a movie, I mean, it wasn't just like dance scenes. It would be like, let's find a way to get synchronized swimming in this thing. Now that would have made sense for the next It, chapter two. Uh, yeah, because they all float down there. There you, you know? go. There you, you get go. it? You get I, it? I get it. That was bad. That yeah, was, was really, that really was bad. bad. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah. During World War II, the U.S. War Department transformed the Biltmore Hotel into a military hospital, housing more than 1,200 beds. It was named Pratt General Hospital. This is when many of the windows were sealed with concrete. Oh, wow. And the marble floors were switched out for linoleum. It stayed a veterans hospital until the University of Miami Medical School made the Biltmore its home in 1952. And from 1952 to 1968, the Veterans Hospital, now consisting of only 450 beds, and the university shared the Biltmore. In 1968, a new hospital was built nearby, and the building was vacated. What an interesting turn for like this lavish yeah. resort hotel. Right? That's... Yeah. And I, I've seen a lot of like while doing research I saw a lot of people say that their their parents or somebody died there that were related to them so there's a mm. lot of people you know that still still have uh, memories of this because it was a veterans hospital. Wow. Well, I guess now we're maybe starting to get to the ghosts a little bit more even. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the building sat unoccupied for almost 10 years. So that beautiful building with that beautiful tower just sat there. Yeah, that's crazy. During this time, the teenagers from the area would sneak back in and tell ghost stories because it had to be haunted, right? Right. Yeah, I know. I read some of these stories. It's pretty funny. Every every vacated building has to be haunted, of right? Of course. <laughs> so many kids were sneaking into the shuttered building that the city of Coral Gables decided to hire a security guard, and they nicknamed the security guard the Greenie after the guard's green golf cart. Mm. Yeah, the Greenie. That's better <laughs> than fatty. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. In 1983, the Coral Gables paid $55 million to renovate the entire hotel and was reopened on December 31st, 1987. So New Year's Eve, 1987, and it was a first-class hotel and resort for the wealthy. So the town, yes, like ponied up the money. They're like, yes. we're making this a resort again. I guess that makes sense, right? They can draw. They can get people to the town. Absolutely. And at eighty-seven. You know what that makes me think of is uh, Guns and Roses. No, um, like um, they're just like Wall Street. Oh like yeah, like yeah. lots of money. Eighties yeah. throwing money everywhere. Yeah, yeah. there's like a Rob Lowe movie. I don't. Yeah, I'm sure he made he made a movie in 1970. <laughs> no, but that was like released. you know, yeah. it's like where it was like, you know, I don't know, live fast, die young, something, something. I don't know, but it wasn't that. But yeah. if you want to correct Rebecca, <laughs> email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com. I will make sure that she gets it. Thank you. Well, there's also just the movie Wall Street, of course, which is not the one I'm thinking of. But no. anyways, it's that time. Thank you for that, Rebecca. Thanks. <laughs> In 2009, the hotel opened a culinary school named the Biltmore Culinary Academy with classes for adults and children taught by the hotel chefs. Fun. Yeah, they had some of the best chefs there, I guess, so might as well utilize them to their full potential. There you go. The hotel has been used in many TV shows and movies such as Bad Boys, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? We need Mondo to come back on and sing some songs for oh, us. Oh, that's true. Shockwaves. Okay. CSI Miami. And... Oh! Sorry, that's oh. the CIS. Oh, okay. Have you ever... CSI? David Caruso. CSI, it's like the... Ah, that's the song. 
I never watched it. Okay. Well, I was a criminal justice major, so I didn't like those kind of shows because they were never accurate. Well, see, now I know someone that's in criminal investigation and the F- or he was in the FBI, and he loves watching those shows and pointing out where they're wrong. See, I didn't like that. It was frustrating <laughs> for me. But anyways, but that's probably another thing that led to my skepticism mm. is actually figuring out, you know, who done it. Gotcha. But also, not only CSI Miami, you don't need to yell again. Okay. You scared me half to death there. <laughs> uh, it was also Miami Vice was filmed there. Nice. Yeah. So one last thing. I thought this was so cute I had to include it. The hotel was added to the list of supposedly haunted locations, and Linda Spitzer told ghost stories to the guests there from 1994 to 2004 every Thursday night in the lobby. And I think tickets were like $3 for that. Oh, it's great. There's, I found a whole video of her yeah. talking and telling she's, her stories. She's amazing. People loved her. Yeah, and she would have kept doing it, but they moved. Yeah. Yeah, so she couldn't do it anymore. This yep. was kind of like her retirement thing. She's very cute. Yeah. Um, maybe you could put a, a link up in the show notes. Oh, I'll for, definitely be putting up a link yeah. to, uh, to, to her talking about her stories. Because yeah, it, it was a good source for me. So that's all I got for history. Um, maybe we should take one last break. One more break, and then let's debate this. Let's hear oh, about these. Well, we don't really have stuff. to debate. I mean, we have we, a lot of spooky stuff. We've I'm, been having a lot of fun. You know what? I will just talk about the spooky stuff, and you can just listen. You don't have to <laughs> debate it. Oh, I do. <laughs> I definitely do. All right, we'll see you in another minute. I'm Leah Lawrence. I'm her husband, Mitch Lawrence. And we host the Southern Spirits Podcast. Each week, we'll sip on a Southern brewed craft beer or wine and toss back a Southern distilled liquor, and I'll let y'all know how I feel about them with a review. And after we are good and tipsy, I'll bust out a couple of strange, spooky tales from the American South. We are all about true crimes, mysteries, paranormal activity, and cryptozoology. Basically, if it's Southern and boozy, we'll drink it. And if it's Southern and weird, we'll talk about it. So join us as we drink our way through the folklore of the South. Find the Southern Spirits Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Bye, y'all. All right, we're back. We're back. All right, I guess let's do this debate. Let's do it. I'm excited. We got some good good stuff here, man. We definitely do. All right, so we're going to start with the haunted happenings in the rooms by various spirits. So okay. we could go on and on with this. I mean, there's a lot of stories out there. So I tried to pick just a couple representative stories of the various hauntings in the rooms. Oh, by the way, can I say something before you do that though? Yes. That it reminded me of is that this episode was originally not going to be about this Biltmore hotel. No, no. Originally I, I, I was thinking of a different one. Yeah. But she told me she wanted to do an episode on this. So I Googled it and Everything was talking about this one. Yeah. Though the other one is also very creepy and has a lot of haunted things as well. So we'll definitely do that some other time. We will. We will. I think both of these, I mean, there's a lot of things that have influenced Stephen King. Oh. But some of these hotels, especially the Biltmore, um, I think have influenced some of his his stories. especially. Ones that have to do with hotels. Oh, okay. There's a sequel coming out soon. To what? The sh- to The Shining. Oh, To The Shining, really? Yeah, it's oh. called Dr. Sleep, and the book was amazing. So, um, oh, okay. And so Dr. Sleep, starring Ewan McGregor. Oh, I like him. Yes, I'm Obi-Wan. very excited. Obi-Wan. And, be in it. and if you guys have never seen it, there is uh, two things that you, you, you're you going to have to find on YouTube, unfortunately. Mm. It is Long Way Round and Long Way Down. And I made Rebecca watch these because, or at least one of those, because <laughs> because they're phenomenal. They are, it's like a, it's like a documentary that's filmed weekly. 
and um, it's them going around the world and then down south. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, Scotland. I loved it because it was. I love Top Gear. Yeah, and um, and it's not really on anymore. And I, but I loved it when they would travel and like get themselves stuck places (laughs) and do weird things with cars. So, uh, so yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it might not be appropriate for children though. No, I would definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's just maybe some language and maybe. Some like like shirtless men, which I don't think anybody I, I should ever. Know. Look I think at that. it's okay, just as long as they're not super young. Okay. All right, so uh, let's get back to the hauntings. I, oh. I I hear you trying to distract us from the hauntings. <laughs> well, it's because it's raining, and, <laughs> and you're you're scared. I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people believe these to be former guests, and um, also from the days when it was a, a military hospital, right? Okay, so we have a story from um, a woman named uh, Marina, and she worked, uh, so she, she writes, um, I worked there in the 90s, and it is very haunted. I didn't believe in ghosts until I worked there and had some uh, weird things happen around me. The seventh floor has the most activity, but there's a room on the fourth floor that I used to call the poltergeist room. Lots of activity in that room. A friend of mine was the seventh floor concierge and uh, quit due to all of the creepy happenings on the floor. It's the nicest floor in the hotel, but back then they wouldn't rent out the rooms unless they absolutely had to do so. And I can't imagine how many complaints of poltergeist activity would you have to have to be like, we're not even renting out this entire floor. Uh, back then, the security staff had lots of their own stories to tell, and many of them quit due to their encounters. The cleaning staff would wear sprigs of basil in their uh, lapels to ward off evil spirits. It's a gorgeous hotel. I was very proud of my work there, and the staff was fantastic. But it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are we going to do Do you want that? me to read my my other uh like specific story of it, uh, in a guest room? Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, and by the way, I was the one that found that. You did tidbit. find that one. Yes, it was it Now was that's good. the only one that I knew that you were going to say I have not gone over your evidence. Okay, all right. So several guests have so this is some specific guest sightings then. Okay. So several guests report seeing male entities in the middle of the night. So not, not women in white. No. Well, okay. that may come up. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but not yet. Um, so I'm going to give a story that Linda Spitzer oh, yeah, would yeah. tell. Okay. Um, it was of a doctor who had stayed at the hotel and wrote a note to them after he left um, and told them that he woke up in the middle of the night and saw a man in a rain slicker standing at the foot of his bed. The man disappeared. And when the doctor went to go investigate, he found that the floor was still wet. Hmm. And again, there's lots and lots and lots of stories of people saying, I woke up and there was a man standing at the foot of my bed. All different rooms all over the hotel. Yeah. You ever notice that a lot of these ghostly encounters happen when people wake up? Like, I don't know about you, but I am pretty groggy when I wake up. And yeah. I've done some pretty stupid things when I, when I just woke up. So I, I don't know. I And the floor still being wet? I mean, can ghosts really carry the liquid? I thought that that they were not material. Well, no, they can. I, we've talked about this. They can touch people. I mean, I know sometimes we think they can't touch people. But, but to make the floor wet? Well, I mean, if that's how they're, if they're have enough energy to manifest themselves i would imagine they could do that i mean how else did the floor get wet all right all right i I, yeah i don't know uh i'm gonna say that as far as my ranking and we and we like to do rankings after each one of these to show that we're usually not at a zero and we're usually not at a 10 and we go zero to 10 Mm -hmm. 10 being that you totally believe it it's absolutely fact zero being psh psh that's it. So <laughs> so what are you giving this one? I'm going to give this one a 
Hmm. Let's give it a two. Oh, that's lower than I was thinking. That's crazy. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, that's just (laughs) what I feel. All right. So. Well, what are you? Okay. So I'm going to give that a, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. So you believe that ghosts can take liquid. (laughs) I I believe all these people that don't know each other that have stayed at this hotel and wake up to see these figures. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Now it's time for one of your favorites. Oh, no. Okay. It's an orb, isn't it? No, 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 no. This is what we were just talking about earlier. So there's so many stories, but there's two more that are the most famous, okay? okay? So the first one is The Woman in White. The Woman in White. Yes. Because there's only one. At this hotel. That's. I really believe <laughs> that this woman flies around ev- everywhere, haunting places. Yeah. I believe that we need to capture this woman in order to stop all ghost stories from happening. (laughs) Now, this is where it got a little interesting and a little hairy with the research because, so Linda Spitzer gives one version of the story, but everyone else gives a different one. And so I don't know if they're talking about different women, but I, I... it feels like they're talking about the same woman. It's there's a only mother. one woman in white. Yeah, there's only one woman in white. It's a mother. Okay. Okay. So according to Linda Spitzer, she was um, pushing her baby in a stroller on the grounds when she was attacked and stabbed it to death. Whoa. Whoa, I know. It went pretty crazy pretty quickly. The baby survived. Baby was okay, but the mom died. And so it said she wanders the grounds looking for her baby. But I also, you know, the other stories that I read, also tragic, um, is that the the there was a, a little boy who was walking on like a railing on a balcony and his mom like was like ran to pull him off, mm-hmm. but she tripped and she actually fell off the balcony and died. Oh. Again, kid fine, but mom didn't make it. And so again, still looking for her son around the hotel. Well, even though I didn't know that you were going to tell these stories, because there's a lot of them, and we pretty much have to pick like three to five that we really like yeah. in order to debate. And Rebecca picks her own her own evidence. Yes. Uh, although I gave her that one, she had free reign to be like, nope, I don't like it. Um, so I did happen to come upon this story, and that made me really interested because a woman stabbed with her baby by this hotel, you would think that that would have made the newspapers. That, that's, yeah, I was wondering about that. It's not in any newspaper. Yeah, that's why I was thinking maybe the balcony story sounds a little bit more believable to me. It is, Instinctually, yeah. um, I kind of go for that one. Yeah, I would say that's probably the truer of the stories, but again, I mean, how many people have cited this woman? Oh, what? A lot. Oh, yeah. She's very common. Again, man at the foot of the bed and woman searching for her kid are the two most common. The wet man at the end of the bed. <laughs> well, he's not always described as, as wet. Oh, but... okay. Just that day it was raining. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Given that there was multiple ideas of how this happened, I, I just don't think that this is something that can be recreated. Otherwise, this would be on the news. People would be talking about it that every time they go to, what was it, room 436 or something like that, that they would see this woman in white. I I just don't believe that. Okay, so what's your ranking? My ranking, because it's a woman in white, Uh is a one. Wow, it went low. Yeah, if it wasn't a woman in white, I probably would have done three. But I, you know, <laughs> there's always a woman in white story. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm actually going to give this one a six. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a lower one too because maybe a six and a half. But I, it's just, I mean, I do think that there's something, you know, that people are seeing. But because the stories are so different and so violent, and the fact that they're like, there would be evidence of those things happening. Yeah. It just seems like there'd be some sort of record of it. And yeah, it, exactly. It, yeah. The balcony one, maybe not as much. Maybe. But I'm going to do something that's going to probably shock you. What's that? I'm going to defend the woman in white. What? 
All the women in white. All the women in white. Okay. So I, you know, I started thinking about this on the train today. I take a train from the city, and you know, it's an over, it's over an hour commute. So I have a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> and the reason why is because I saw a woman walking that was wearing white. She was of the living. Oh though. yeah. Have you have you seen any more white clothing? I have not. No. Okay. That was just a fluke, I guess. Yeah, a couple sightings. Yeah. Um. So. It turns out that a lot of women, when they die, they're buried in white. Oh, did you research this? Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah, especially, you know, um, before like 1960. Okay, I was going to say, because I feel like today I'm not as sure about that. No, but but back then. Yeah, well, and I bet, I bet, especially, here's another thing. I bet, especially if they, if they, died young yes they were either died in or they either were in their wedding dress or their communion dress exactly because that was probably the nicest dress they had also it like conveys innocence too especially if you're younger and it wouldn't just be their their wedding dress or their communion dress they would transform this into their burial dress that was more fitting for that wow because you know besides the italian bride which was our second episode and one of our favorite episodes i loved that episode that was so good i really enjoyed doing that episode but other than her most people are not buried and they're they don't look like they're getting married when they're when they're buried and gotcha. it rhymes too. <laughs> but it may be made from their wedding dress. It so might be made. So that. in other words, in other words, you're saying it makes sense that so many ghosts are in white. I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for our last ghost story? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this one, we're going to go back to something you were talking about earlier. Good old Fatty Walsh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the fat shaming is just is just too much in this episode. <laughs> Ghostly does not condone the fat shaming done of Fatty Walsh. No, definitely not. We he are not. He was Thomas. He was uh, Thomas. Okay, I'm he's sorry. probably known as Tommy. I think he was known as Fatty. I think that's 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 why. I'm not. I'm not digging that. He's a mobster. He killed people. I think we. You know. Yeah, but he deserves his dignity. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, you'll. We'll have to see once we once we read about this. So you talked a little bit about Thomas, just enough, Fatty Walsh, uh, earlier. But yes. I wanted to just go a little bit more in detail because I think it really kind of helps set up what it, what has happened. Okay. So again, he was a mobster. Mm-hmm. He actually rented out the thirteenth and fourteenth floors in the late twenties and ran a gambling business out of the hotel. Oh. Uh, many gangsters visited the Biltmore, including Al Capone, as you mentioned earlier. And Al Capone is a big history in Florida too. Oh, absolutely. And uh, everyone should check out our St. Valentine's Day Massacre episode. Wow, we're just plugging all of our episodes. Absolutely. Um, and then. So Fatty and his, sorry, Thomas. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And his friend Arthur Clark were one step ahead of the law after leaving New York. They kind of, you know, obviously had uh, done some bad things. And so they, they, they took themselves out of New York. And then Edward Wilson was the local gangster who oversaw all of the revelry and business in the area. So Fatty lived a good, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you can, you can I can call it. him that alright yeah. Fatty lived a good life and was often very outspoken uh, unfortunately one time he went a little too far and offended Wilson uh, who shot Fatty right in front of the fireplace on the 13th floor Clark was also shot but he lived Wilson escaped prosecution which is one reason why people believe that Fatty still haunts the hotel um, it was there's a lot with this story like there's police corruption like supposedly the hotel manager like got everybody out of there and when the police before the police came the only thing they found in the room was the dead body like everyone else was gone poor fatty poor fatty left alone. <laughs> sorry it's so bad okay it is it really is all right so a few of the uh <laughs> Ghostly sightings attributed to Fatty. Fatty. <laughs> okay. Sorry, this is supposed to be, this is ghostly, right? All right. People who, so, okay. So I, I gave the story earlier. 
People who get on the elevator, they will press the button for their floor, but instead they're taken to the 13th floor, which you shouldn't even be able to get to without a key card. Yeah, it sounds like there's a technical problem there. Yeah, but I'm sure they've tried to fix that because this has been happening for years. Maybe they just like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I want to see the logs of the Because there's people that do stay there, so they wouldn't want to just have random people go up there because it's the whole floor. It's not like you get off into like a hallway. You get off into like the room. But remember, this is a hotel that hired a a senior citizen woman to tell ghost stories in the lobby and charge $3 a ticket. <laughs> well, that's because there were so many stories to tell. I think they capitalized on this a little I bit. I think they capitalized on the fact that there are ghosts in their hotel. All right. So he especially loves women. Big womanizer. Um, and so he'll haunt women not, most not often. Big, not big women, but no. he was a... Oh. He was, yeah. I don't he know was a kind of, huge womanizer. I don't know what kind of women he liked. He, okay. he called them beautiful. Uh, but he'll play, uh, so or he'll often like whisper things to them or whistle at them, that kind of stuff. Um, he'll play oh, with- fatty, come I on. I know, fatty. And he'll play with lights, turn things on and off. That's he'll fog so up the wrong. mirrors. Um, but he actually is often um, a helpful or fun ghost i mean his name is fatty so he's gonna be fun right his name is thomas sorry thomas uh no he will be fun like in other words people aren't necessarily always scared i i made the story earlier kind of scary because that did happen there was a a woman who claimed that you know when she got off the, the elevator the door slammed and you know she was left alone but um but most people have positive associations with seeing him or having interactions with him um, and so there's actually another Linda Spitz, uh, Spitzer story. Um, and actually, she's not the only one that tells the story, but I, I she's the one I listen to. Um, that in the 70s, a group of psychics did a seance in the hotel, which I don't think it was open at that point, right? That was when it was like, because it didn't yes. open until 87, right? So this yeah. was in the time. And it was almost it was 10 years. So. Run down and, and everything. Um, so during the seance, one of the investigators, the people doing the seance, was mm-hmm. able to describe the whole murder of Fatty. Um, and a police officer involved in the original investigation was given a transcript of this seance and was shocked because there were details of the murder that no one knew, things that weren't even in the actual police report, like that didn't actually get put in there. All right. Well, my idea is that there was a second gunman and that was the person that showed up at the seance. That's how they knew the information <laughs> the about Fatty. Knoll? Are we going to talk about JFK? You really want to do that right <laughs> I now? that's where you were going. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was a second gunman that was there that saw everything and then... Well, we don't have any ages for any of the people no, that were we at don't. the seance. No, we don't. And this happened in the 29, so I don't... You know, this guy, this the, the police 70s, officer yeah. must have been pretty young when it happened and pretty yeah. old at this point. Um, but I thought that was that was pretty crazy. And again, multiple places I, I saw that particular story. So. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, I got to say all the stuff about Fatty. I, I I don't know. I I have a really bad feeling about this Fatty story, um, first of all. You know, we can't just keep calling him fatty. I mean, come on. This is 2019. Or for the people listening in the future, this is 2020. 2021. (laughs) I'm just going to say all the dates and we're just going to paste them in there every year. Um, No, so I I, I don't know. I, I really, like, fatty did die there. I did find evidence of that. I found an account of of his death, uh, so this is all this is all true. That part's true, but whether he haunts the place, I mean, I don't know. The elevator stopping on the thirteenth floor doesn't really do anything for me. And um, what was that about? There was he just was a womanizer. There's no ghost stories about that. Oh no, no, right? he specifically will haunt women more than oh, okay. men, and will like. Like say like beautiful or like like call at them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And he fog up the mirrors. Is that what? Yeah, he fogs up the mirrors. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's right after they get out of the shower. 
not no. I I would think that anyone that would see it right after the shower would just be like, okay. All of this stuff just seems like things that could be explained by other stuff. Elevator malfunctions. Um, you don't. I don't know how thin the walls are there. They might be hearing another guest in another bedroom saying "beautiful." Um, you know, fogging up the mirrors. That happens sometimes. So the psychics and the seance, those are all people that make money off of this. And I just, you know what? I can't believe anyone that makes money off of a ghost story well, we don't that, know has that, no, that has money. no proof. Well, they did a seance. They were psychics. Yeah, but sometimes you just like to do that for and fun. Psychics, um, it's mediums that do seances. So, I, you know, I don't know. It just seems like, it just seems like publicity... Or just people just having a good time. I mean, I've been to a seance before. Mm-hmm. It was all fake. Well, but this one, it was pretty convincing because they got some really interesting information. And there's a whole thing in there. I didn't quite follow it where there was like a man with a cane or something was like the one telling them the story. But like, I mean, not like that was who the spirit said yeah. he was or something. Like yeah. it was, it was kind of hard to follow, but um, I don't know. To me, again, there's just so many stories from so many people. I'm just giving you kind of, you yeah. know, the, the overview. Sure. But there's, again, for so many people to say that they've seen these things. And again, that idea of um, just the fact that, that people that work there, people that stay there, just again, that so many people have experienced these things. I just... I got to believe there's something there. Well, another thing, too, is I don't know what evidence uh, was presented at the seance that nobody knew. It could have been something that someone figured out. You know, it it could be something like, yeah, uh, you know, he was wearing a fedora, which was very common for gangsters in those days. I don't know. Just something like that, like that is irrelevant to the actual murder. That seems, I don't know, that seems kind of obvious. It didn't seem, but we don't have the specifics of that. So Yeah. All right, what are you giving this one? I'm going to give it a four. You're giving Fetty a four? I'm giving Thomas a four. <laughs> it's not, that's not nice. It isn't nice. All right, I'm going to give this one um, a, a seven. A seven. Solid seven. So you have an eight, you have a six, and you have a seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. right. Oh, okay. Are we ready for final? No, I was just just getting myself ready here. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to go with a overview, though. Like, what would you rank the whole entire hotel as being haunted? Okay, am I going to do this before my final thing? Yeah, you could do it before. Okay. Uh, Overall, I'm actually going to give it an eight. Okay. I really so am. Even though there was a six and a seven. Yeah, in yeah. There. Those are some specific ones, but okay. like those are the most famous ones. But like, again, what actually the most convincing for me is the woman who worked there. The one the that, thing that I you found. found. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I should, I should know not to present you with evidence to support your side. <laughs> All right. I well, have plenty of times I've given you stuff. So I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a 3.18. <laughs> <laughs> fatty is yelling at you right now he's like i exist <laughs> well hey if he wants to show himself to me no 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 you are not <laughs> calling spirits to us right now we have a thunderstorm outside fatty i'm here <laughs> and i won't call you fatty because you're no longer fat we you, don't. We don't say that. It was you body positive. Two thousand nineteen. You don't weigh anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So now I gotta get myself together here. Yeah. Well, you have a second because I'm gonna go through <clears throat> what the closing arguments are. Okay. That brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. And Rebecca, are you ready to go? I haven't thought about it, but yes. (laughs) Well, whose fault is that? (laughs) All right, here we go. 
Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Go. All right. The Biltmore Hotel in Coral Gables, Florida is haunted. This is a hotel that has been through many things. It has been a place for stars and mobsters. Lots of accidents, deaths, things happened, especially back then. Uh, It lived through the Depression. Again, a lot of things happening. Um, And then there was a time when it was the military hospital. Again, lots of suffering and death. Um, And then since it's been since it was since it was closed and the teenagers would go there, lots of scary stories that I heard there um, that I didn't have a chance to put in here. Um, but then even since it's reopened, been all redone, those spirits still linger. And you there are just so many stories that I can't um, I can't again, it's it's the putting them all together to me. Um, and then when you read the idea that they literally have to sometimes close an entire oh, floor. that's it. You can keep going though. Well, no, no, just, I said it earlier. They have okay. to close that whole floor off is just, hotels losing money from this thing. Okay. All right. Are I am ready? ready. Yes. Okay. And go. So anytime that you have a building that is vacated it's going to seem more spooky i think that's what it is but also anytime that you have a hospital especially a hospital that served around the world war time where people died people are going to say it's spooky i've been to a lot of hospitals i used to work in a hospital and anytime i walked by the morgue i would just get the chills but I'm not a believer. It's just all in my head. I never saw anything to say that it should be, but it's all in my head. And that's what I think this is. I think the lore surrounding Thomas, Tommy, Fatty, I believe that that is all just an excuse that they use to prove that it's haunted when it's not. Ooh, Perfect timing. And I am done. Nice. All right. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool story. Um, I really love the pictures of the hotel. I hope you put a lot up. Yes. Uh, that tower, though, is amazing. So amazing. And the pool. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I Yeah, I've seen some pictures of the pool when it was vacated, too, which oh. is, makes it even more creepy. Very right? creepy. So I want to thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisers. Absolutely. We really hope that you share and debate with each other. That's the fun. Yes, absolutely. Don't you want to know what your best friend thinks of this story? What they would say or what your daughter or aunt or I thought you were going to say dog there. (laughs) I really did. (laughs) You should play it for your dog. (laughs) Tell him to download it. Yeah. You know, when he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. He could hit a paw up against the phone. (laughs) (laughs) For our first-time listeners, please, if you enjoyed the episode, hit that subscribe button up at the top. We come out every two weeks. We have new stories to tell you, and that brings me to my final thing I was going to say. We will be talking about exorcisms on the next episode that comes out on October 9th, 2019. Yep, and all month long. Yeah, we have a we have a surprise guest. Oh, it it it's going to be good. Yeah, we had this whole elaborate plan to do this episode like I went through and did all this research and <laughs> I uh, I started making my notes and stuff so that we could do the whole episode and I thought the interview was going to be like 15 minutes or something like that. No, no, no. The whole entire episode is going to be our interview just with our special guest. Spe- amazing stories will seriously like okay, just as a just as a night a thought. Um, I woke up in the night to have to you know use the facilities um, after this interview, and I was terrified. I was wow, terrified to go to get out of bed and go down the hallway. I. It was not okay. Well, this person <laughs> has witnessed an exorcism 
and has also done exorcism. Has performed exorcism. So we're going to get ourselves some good firsthand stories. We're going to get ourselves some good firsthand information that I think is going to be helpful for all of us as we take this journey down the exorcism path this month. Um, And uh, we're going to, then we're going to dive into some of the more famous, famous stories out there and see what we find. No spoilers though. We're not going to give away every episode. No, no, no. I'm just, you're going to have to listen to every single one in order to find out and trust me we have a lot in store for october so good so thank you guys for listening again remember without you guys we are nothing please keep listening stay ghostly